Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, here we are uh, in the uh, Covenant, and we're uh, airing this on Monday, May 2nd. We're in May. How yes, good morning. Happy May. May. May is a great month. You know, people who have May birthdays, just phenomenal people. Yeah. Just uh, saying. We will, we will have aired, uh, but when, when uh, you uh, actually right before this, you're heading for Turks and Caicos. Yes, so yeah. That'll be when exciting. this airs, so we'll, I will have we oh, probably just won't have be able, We won't back. be able to share about that until the middle of May, but it'll happen in <laughs> April. So uh, that'll be fun. Uh, what a great time. And uh, Is it just you and Dan? Are you going with kids? Or? No, uh, Dan and I and Anna. So Anna ah. turns 18 just a couple days before we leave. And it is her April vacation at that point. Um, and in New England, in New Hampshire, um, we actually don't do spring break. We have a winter break and then we have an April vacation. Um, so we get a week off in February and a week off in April mm. at the end of each of those months, which is nice because you do, you know, especially that February one, you, you want to get out for the winter a little bit, see some sunshine. But uh, we'll be going down, just the three of us for that, and meeting up. Actually, you know Reagan. Um, Reagan's yeah. family is going to be down at oh, Turks okay. and Caicos, too, at the Beaches Resort. And another one of their best friends and her mom is going to be down there. Oh, so uh, we'll we'll be enjoying time with all of them and, and on our own. So we've, we've made Anna promise we get some good family time as well as time with her friends. So <laughs> it'll be good. It'll exciting. be a great week. Yeah. It's really exciting. She's going to be 18. That's just wild. My baby, 18. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's, when, it's when your babies start having kids, then you, know, then you really know. <laughs> and then your little grandkids go up and they start, you know, they, my, I got a couple of grandkids that are ready to have kids. So, wow, that's going to be something. That's crazy, right? <laughs> uh, so as we, you know, we're, we were talking about the covenant and, uh, uh, in a, you know, finding truth in a world of chaos is that, the world is, is chaotic. Um, the, uh, you know, we've talked about the economy, and uh, it will already have been announced uh, when this airs that uh, the inflation rate uh, is going to be the highest ever right. in 40 years. And uh, you know, the what happens is, by the way, that the statistics are, you know, there's a there's a gathering of data uh, on lots and lots of different things uh, that uh, are accumulated, you know, by literally a, uh, an agency that's re that is required to collect the right data, report the right data, uh, and then uh, help and understand it. Well, they, they get it. Uh, and, they're, and they're out basically looking at, you know, like inflation is kind of simple, uh, is you keep track of, of certain items. Right. Uh, so you can, you know, actually in their database, you can look back a year from, year from now and mm -hmm. say, well, it used to cost X and today right. it costs Y and that determines the rate of inflation. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And by the way, uh, and the government was, uh, this is a little bit that contributes to the chaos. <laughs> yeah. um, that literally we would say, well, since 2008, there's been zero inflation. So, um, and I would tell Linda that, you know, hey, there's there's zero inflation. So, uh, you know, don't don't expect to have you know more allowance or whatever. And she said, uh, <laughs> Rich, have you gone to the grocery store lately? Do <laughs> uh, you go shopping with me? I want you to go shopping with me. And what they did is they took out food from the calculation. And they Which took, is an interesting thing, because that seems to be the thing that hits people well, one of the that, hardest. Well, that's what's so you know? strange, is that they really manipulated it so that there was inflation, mm -hmm. but they took out things. They took out the two, <laughs> the two things. It's really hilarious. The two things that everybody has to have, food and fuel. Yeah. And now is that still as they're calculating? Because there's a really high number, like 8.4 was what was released they, you know, when they, we're taping uh, this. They, uh, they don't they food don't and that. gas they in don't that? No, they don't include they're that. Not if they, in if that they'd either. have put gas wow. in there, if they'd have put food yeah, and that'd gas be crazy, in there, I right? bet it'd be 12 to 15%. Uh, so anyway, they get the statistic. Um, and then they, they, they uh, I believe what they do is they literally have a meeting at the White House and hmm. say, here's what's Here's the numbers. Right. And the White House then decides how they're going to spin it. Uh, mm. And so, um, you know, uh, as of as of now, they haven't yet for formally announced it. But the White House came out and said, uh, uh oh, <laughs> you better get ready. Uh, the number's really bad. Uh, yeah. And they haven't said what it is, but they've let us know ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Now, by the time this airs, it'll already have been announced, and uh, right. know, it's, it's probably going to be, you know, could be in the range of eight to ten to twelve percent, you know, which is, which is huge. And you know, people in our country, we've never had what we call runaway infl inflation. Um, we've had inflation, but not runaway inflation. Well, right. in Peru, this happened in Argentina because of the instability of their economies. They do have runaway inflation, and we're talking we're talking about prices going up 100 percent a day. Mm. Uh, well, guess what? Yeah, uh, the income doesn't catch up to it that fast. Right. Yeah. So, there were there are countries where they have actually had to do multiple paychecks per day just to keep up with the rate of inflation and things like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then as a result of it, uh, there's things that literally they can't afford. Mm -hmm. So in Peru, for example, just over the last couple of weeks, there's been rioting yeah. because I can't get stuff that I need. And it's because the stupid government, you know, has had this runaway inflation. So uh, the question, which is going to be interesting to us, uh, is uh, it's, it's, it's never been this high. Mm -hmm. And so how fast and how far is it going to go? And, you know, what's going to happen then? by definition, going to have to carry incomes that's going to have to get, catch up to it. If they don't, you get to a place where there's certain things you just can't afford to buy because you don't have the money for it. That's, right. that's the impact of inflation. Uh, so, uh, and by the way, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, we talk about this on End Times Friday. We'll talk about a little bit more this this uh, next week. Uh, uh, 
Uh, well, actually, we won't because we've already taped that. <laughs> we'll talk about it coming You're up. You're right. Uh, we've, uh, <laughs> we've worked at uh, getting that piece of it a little bit closer, actually, uh, uh, through your suggestion, Kathy, which was good. But uh, fundamentally is that um, they said that the way we borrow, uh, and by the way, what the government does is spend that money that they mm -hmm. borrow. So there's two pressures on both sides of it. One is the debt is increasing, which means that the interest on that debt, which does have to be paid, uh, takes away uh, government funding from other, other things. And then they fund things uh, for which they don't, they don't have money for, but it's, it's kind of artificial stimulus that doesn't let the market kind of establish its, its center. As a result of that, uh, inflation comes. Uh, because there's they're spending the money, but but it's being it's being artificially created. So uh, inflation comes. Well, the argument uh, by the uh, monetarists who, who talk about that that borrowing doesn't matter is is that they said it'll settle down. There is there's not going to be any inflation. Well, it's proven to be not true. Uh, which, by the way, economic theory said it's not true. Right, but right. You, you can wish it away, but it's still, still going to be happening. Of course, for us, uh, it's uh, when I when I when I got to go out to spend more on gasoline, for example, which whether it's in the in the bucket, what they call the basket or not, <laughs> I know I know it costs me more. Uh, right. And I have less money than to spend on other things, uh, so it hits my pocketbook. Uh, well, for believers particularly that now that we're in this spot that we kind of haven't been in in a long time. Now, we went through, remember, 2008? Right. Uh, with the kind of the collapse, so everybody had, wasn't affected by that. But Was the inflation, the inflation rate wasn't like this, no, though. That was no, more no. really centered around the real estate market, right? That, that was around uh, the, uh, what they call the popping of the bubble, mm -hmm. where uh, there, were, uh, there were loans and there were bad loans and it was universal. Interesting enough, it was worldwide. Yeah. Uh, right. And, and now back to the 70s, though, did we have this kind of inflation then? We've had inflation. Uh, not to this level, but we've had inflation. Okay. Uh, there's been periods of inflation. Okay. Uh, so that, uh, but the, uh, the Federal Reserve would uh, work at it until it stopped. Well, right. <laughs> and I, I got affected by this because I made a few big mistakes, but... Uh, uh, it was when Jimmy Carter, this is in the late 70s, right? when he was president. Um, <laughs> I mean, and you, uh, we couldn't imagine this today, but the prime rate went to 22%. So your mortgages... That's unheard of, it was, it was, like it, in my mind. It was, you know? it was unfathomable in a sense. And mm -hmm. of course, what it does when it went that high, and they just kept raising, raising, raising. And Paul Volcker, I remember him particularly, uh, was the Fed chairman. He, he came out and said, right when it's happening, uh, and inflation was happening, uh, hmm. he, uh, he said, I'm going to single-handedly uh, control it and get it back to normal, even if I have to take the interest rate above 20%, which he did. Hmm. Um, and so businesses obviously start bo stop borrowing. They have a recession. Uh, the mortgages, I mean, <laughs> we, we couldn't hmm. fathom this today, but mortgages uh, uh, were uh, at about 15, 15, 16%. Wow. Could you imagine that? Uh, no. We couldn't imagine no, that. No, you know? And So what should happen uh, is that the Fed uh, should have, 
and they've signaled they were going to raise interest rates, and they should raise them fairly quickly and fairly rapidly. Because uh, what that does is that takes borrowers out of the system. Well, right. then, then I can't afford it. Like, for example, uh, if they raised it properly, right now the mortgage rates should be 6 to 8%, which would mm-hmm. go, interesting enough, back to more of a normal place. And therefore, Our very first house we bought in 1995, 96, 7% mortgage rate. 7% mortgage. And that was, <laughs> yeah. that was normal. And that was a good rate. We thought yeah. that was a good rate. Yeah, and, you, and you factored it in. And the price of the mm-hmm. house, of course, fit that. So right. um, what happens is that uh, if, it went, if, it, if it went to that level, which is what it should do, well, first of all, the housing market would cool off. Uh, yes, it would it would diminish in terms of the number of houses sold, and it'd be more difficult to sell a house and buy a house. But you would find okay, the price fits uh, my seven percent mortgage payment because it's really interesting enough. It's not about the rate; it's about how much do I pay? <laughs> right, right. Every month. Uh, so, by the way, if it's two or three percent, well, then allows me to, in a sense, overpay for a house because so what. Um, now the only so what is that your equity goes away, right? Uh, right. Because what you bought a house for you know six hundred thousand dollars in a heated market at two percent interest rate. Well, if you go to sell it in a normal market at six percent interest rate, the house is only going to sell for four hundred fifty thousand bucks. Right. And right. you lost one hundred fifty thousand dollars, which is you know that's going to happen. So usually what the Fed does is raise the interest rates until until it stops, inflation stops. Mm-hmm. It stops through a recession, which they, hmm. in a sense, purposely cause. Uh, so the question is going to be, what are we going to do with this? Because they haven't really raised the interest rates. They did it a quarter right. of a point. They didn't raise right. it. And there's a reason and for And they're that. talking about four more, maybe, or four, something? Four to five more this year, supposedly. Yeah. But they talk about it, but they don't do mm-hmm. it. I mean, literally yeah. right now, with a report that they're going to get this 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 prior to this they uh, need broadcasting, to with that. Yeah. they should raise the rate a, a point or two, right mm-hmm. away. They're not. They won't do it now. The reason is there's a, a reason for that. The debt of the government mm-hmm. has become so massive that think about if you take interest from two to three percent or three to four percent mm-hmm. to the government. Well, that means 25% of the monies that they spend on other things have to go to interest. Mm-hmm. So that means they won't be able to spend their, their, their programming for other, other things, which, by the way, we're in a mentality of, so what? We'll, we'll pay for everything. So mm-hmm. it'll just raise more debt and take more money out, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to run into a wall, basically. And they know that. Right. So when we talk about the end times, this is one of the possibilities, by the way, that the Fed, which by the way is owned by the Rothschild uh, uh, family uh, and owns every central bank in, in the world uh, and it controls every central bank in the world, if they want to collapse, which by the way we've talked to great, about the Great Reset and more and more and more it's being spoken above, is a collapse and then a, and then a answer for that. So right. uh, the, uh, the, the implication of all that, uh, as we're talking about it, is uh, well, that's not good. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and we've never been through this and what's going to happen to us. And therefore, doesn't that mean that we're not going to be blessed? Because remember, we tend to 
uh, tend to think of financial fi- blessing financial as what that looks the like. Only yeah. blessing. And that I guess we're going to be in for a time of not being blessed. Um, and God says, well, none of that bothers me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the covenant is so, it's absolute. Uh, it's been it's been forever. It lasts for a thousand generations. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. And it's not dependent on the issues of life because I'm supernaturally able to move you through, including, I, by the way, I could, I could prepare you uh, to say, I need you. And by the way, he did that with Joseph. Uh, so, right. You know, the, the, anim, uh, the wisest the famine's an, coming. Yeah. The, the wisest animal on earth is an ant because it saves up in summer to get ready for winter. And mm-hmm. so he could be saying, you know, if you're going to be part of my blessing as you're being led by me, one thing I'd like you to do is, is save up. Uh, get ready. Yes, you're going to be laid off. But if you have provision, uh, you can make it through that because you'll still be blessed. You'll still, you'll right. still be, you'll still be doing fine. Um, so that, and in fact, sometimes the instruction I know for, for Dan and I actually pre COVID, we had really received some pretty specific instruction about, um, building up just some, you know, some extra supplies in our house, but not for our own consumption. Right. The instruction was really, I, I want you to store some things up to be able to share and help others during this time. Right. And we saw that play out in, in just different unique ways throughout the COVID season of, of him just using us to bless others with things that they didn't have on hand. That's right. So That's right. Uh, but he said the blessing is so, and uh, we're trying to encourage people that um, it's you know it's important to walk, and then we're going to get into that now. Of uh, what's our what's our role in this? Uh, we've talked mm-hmm. about I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Uh, it's absolute. Um, my covenant is so. The the uh, privileges of the blessing are um, I'm going to give you peace. I'm going to give you shalom. I'm going to give you restoration. Uh, we just uh, uh, there's a, a, a couple that shared uh, uh, April 14th and April 21st, uh, a great story of redemption, uh, of covenant living, of difficulty and un- unbelievable stuff that, that was going on in their lives. And God says, if you have a heart to go, um, I'm going to restore you whole, wholly to the beautiful life that I have for you. And, and the, remember, it's not over. It's, it's how about now? You know, and so much and they, healing yeah. and, and, and they, starting they, fresh they for great, them. They a great story of that. So that, remember, blessing is broader than just financial. Uh, and he said, I'm going to give it to you, and I'm going to give you abundance. I'm going to command blessing. Um, I'm going to be faithful to that. I'm loyal to that. Um, well, we've kind of finished that section of the privileges. We'll, we'll, we'll talk a few more, but uh, we're going to go into now is... Uh, well, we have a role in it. Because remember, a covenant mm-hmm. is literally, in the Bible, it's called an agreement. Right. That's really what Which the means word. there's two parties that in it, right? It means there's two parties <laughs> to it. Uh, and uh, uh, it's not a one-way deal. We know that from God's side of it, he says, I, I can meet my obligation. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I can deliver uh, what I say all the time. And not only can I bring it, I can create it. You know, that's the great right. thing is I can make it happen. Uh, and he's always ready to give it. And so it would be the equivalent of, and we try to give this simple explanation. Uh, and I think you just went through this when you uh, uh, sold your, uh, your father's house. Um, mm. Well, you offered it. You, you had the title to it because it was given to you through the estate. Um, and you were offering that house 
uh, and you had the title to it. And so somebody came along and said, I'd like to buy it. Right. Um, so you signed a contract in agreement. Okay. Now, when you sign, this is important, when you sign the, the contract, did that give them the house? No, they no. had to also carry out a part of the yeah. agreement. Yeah, so it, it's set up, see the possibility. And so when you look at God's uh, statement about the covenant uh, is, um, I've got a contract with you. Mm-hmm. I promise to deliver what, what I have, but at the moment, uh, and it's what I call, it's potential but not guaranteed. And that's, that's where we got to be careful because a lot of people say, well, I haven't experienced a covenant and I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I'm a child of God. Well, both sides of the contract haven't been, haven't been fulfilled. The contract's been signed, but it right. hasn't, hasn't been delivered. So that uh, you signed it and then you said, okay, we're going to show up at closing and you show up with the deed, mm-hmm. the ownership of that property. Now, what do they have to show up with? They got to show up with the money. The money. <laughs> the agreed upon amount. Um, right, I, right. I agree to this amount. Okay, now, um, if they show up and fulfill their part of the deal, what happens? The transaction happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you receive the money, and they receive the ownership of that house as promised. Right. You had it to deliver. You handed it over. Um, what if they didn't show up? Then they weren't going to be getting the house. Okay, because because why? <laughs> they didn't fulfill their end of the agreement. Yeah, see, they said they were going to. Mm-hmm. They agreed to, but they never actually did. Right. And and even though you came at the closing ready to deliver your part of it, mm-hmm. I have it. I'm ready to deliver it. Here I am. If you show up, you receive it. But guess what? If they don't show up, you can't give it to them. Right. Even though you'd like to, because the the agreement has to be fulfilled. So the covenant is, God says, this is my part, you have a part, mm-hmm. and you need to meet your obligation. Uh, now we're gonna see some cool stuff about this, but what we're gonna begin talking about is, okay, what's our part of the deal? Uh, what's our responsibility? Well, the first one uh, is to, uh, to do what is right according to what God has stated. So let's, let's look at this. This is kind of a cool uh, little story. Uh, go to uh, 2 Chronicles 14, uh, 2 through 6. All right. Asa did what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God, for he removed the altars of the foreign gods and the high places and broke down the sacred pillar, pillars and cut down the wooden images. He commanded Judah to seek the Lord God of their fathers and to observe the law and the commandment. He also removed the high places and the incense altars from all the cities of Judah, and the kingdom was quiet under him. And he built fortified cities in Judah, for the land had rest. He had no war in those years because the Lord had given him rest. Yeah. So uh, this is the story of uh, Judah. Uh, Remember, Israel... Uh, has been split, in a sense, into two pieces. Mm -hmm. Uh, Israel, uh, which was the ten nations, uh, or ten tribes, basically. Uh, Not nations, but tribes. And then uh, the two was Judah. Judah was the smaller of of it. But because of, and this this went back to um, Solomon, 
who obviously was blessed and created the the wealth of Israel, uh, right? Because God gave it to him. Well, he had two sons, Rehoboam and Jeroboam, and uh, this is where the failure of God's covenant occurred with with Solomon, and he and he told Solomon. And interesting mm-hmm. enough, you can read this. Solomon himself spoke it, uh, and this is in First um, uh, Kings. He says, "If this is Solomon, mm-hmm. because David had told him, told, talked to him about the covenant." If we follow God, we're going to receive. Right. We're going to continue to be blessed. If we st- if we stop following God, we're going to we're going to have the blessing taken away. And actually, He's going to discipline us. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was told to him. Well, at the end of his life, he stopped following God, and he didn't raise his children, Rehoboam and Jeroboam, to follow him. So they were two basically self-centered people in the flesh. They had everything, and what did they do? They went to battle with each other. And uh, Jeroboam took over Israel, uh, and he split that he had the ten tribes, and Rehoboam had the two tribes, Judah, and Jeroboam defeated him. Uh, and so Rehoboam was, was struggling, but he didn't conquer the whole thing. So then there became a series of kings, offspring and kings, on both sides now. Uh, Israel uh, and Judah, uh, and a lot of t- <laughs> a lot of times they fought each other, <laughs> which is is kind of hilarious in a sense, you know. That, right. That they they had the opportunity to both be blessed, and they fought each other. And when they didn't follow God, then they would have uh, lack of peace, war with other nations. They would have trouble, economic problems, uh, all kinds of stuff happening. Uh, well, here we got Asa who is now stepping into the king, uh, being the king of, of uh, uh, Judah, uh, which again, think of Jerusalem and Bethlehem as kind of the geography of that. Okay. Um, and his, his father and his ancestors, uh, what, I mean, think about what he did. They were Baal worshipers. Mm-hmm. And by the, by the way, Baal worship is sacrificing children. So they were sacrificing children on the high places, uh, uh, which is, and we we probably sometimes should even go into what that looks like today. Which, but abortion is kind of a big part of that. And uh, interesting enough, in uh, both London and in New York, are images that have been placed of Baal. It's really really yeah, it's really interesting uh, that it's not only kind of attached to it it's actually they're purposely worshiping Baal and they and they're trying to recreate you know that that very same thing and wow uh, sacrificing children so they're worshiping Baal they're uh they they're not following God they're not abiding in the word they're not looking at the word they're not following it okay so what does Asa do what does it say he, he actually does? takes down all the idols and he you know he's clean in house he we're going to go back to doing house. what we're supposed to do because he he it says doing right mm-hmm. uh, in the name of the Lord. Well, how did he know what right? What where did that come from? From God and from the commandments that had been from, passed from down. the truth yeah. of the Old Testament mm-hmm. that God had spoken and that he he went back and and reread it and revisited mm-hmm. it and said, 
I have a heart. We're off kilter. <laughs> yeah, he says, I have a heart to walk with you. I have a heart to, mm -hmm. so what do you want me to do? And God gave him instruction. Tear the altars down. Mm -hmm. uh, break break of those uh, barriers. Uh, get rid of the high places. Stop uh, mm -hmm. sacrificing children and come back to abiding in me and walking with me, which it says Asa did. Um, and he, everything that he was instructed by God to do what was right. And again, the simple, simple uh, answer to that is, well, how do you know what's right? Ask God. Go to his word. He'll, he'll his tell truth. you. See, he'll tell <laughs> yeah. you, well, here's what I have for you now. Mm -hmm. uh, and even there in Asa, it didn't say, um, we're going to take every little piece of the Old Testament and have you do it. It's just, well, right now, these are the most important things. Right. Um, and God spoke it to him. And then he, he followed it. As a result, it said he, he did what? He got peace. He built he restored, God restored things, and he had great peace. And no, he had a no, season of rest. A season of rest. Why? Well, because the covenant was waiting for him to do right. Uh, and yeah. we'll, we'll carry this forward in terms of doing right. Okay, go to uh, verses 26, uh, 4 and 5. This is Second uh, Chronicles uh, 26, 4 and 5. Do you have that one? That is not one you had me pull up, but okay. I can get it real That's quick. That's okay. Do you, do you have uh, 31, 20 to 22? I do. Okay, do that one. Okay. 31, 20 to 22. Chapter 31, 2 Chronicles 31, 20 to 22. Okay. We have different numbers written down here. That's okay. Um, thus Hezekiah did throughout all Judah, and he did what was good and right and true before the Lord his God and in every work that he began in the service of the house of God in the law and in the commandment to seek his God he did it with all his heart so he prospered okay um, so it said that he uh, did everything that was right again just think of the simplicity of that based on what based on what God told him what God told him yeah and really what he said is the reason I'm doing this is because I have a heart to do what? Mm -hmm. To follow to, God. To follow and seek God. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, there's the beginning of the, the definition of it. It's um, doing right is really, it's, it, God says really, in a sense, back up a step. It's, 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 I don't want you to perform it out of duty. Do you have a heart to follow me because you know that my will is best and none better, I'm gonna deliver the covenant to you. Right. Uh, and if you have a heart, then I, he says, I will honor that by instructing you. And then you will follow me because you have a heart to follow me. Right. And you don't look at it as, okay, fine, I'll do it. If I have to do that to get the blessing, okay, fine. He says, actually, if you approach it that way, you can't get it. Right. Uh, because then you're it, chasing the blessing rather chasing than chasing blessing, him, really. Uh, and you're trying to do it similar to what we, you know, we've we've talked about with uh, uh, Esau and Jacob. Mm -hmm. uh, is that Esau, uh, you know, after he had lost his blessing, said, "Okay, I tell you what. Okay, fine, I'll do it because I want the blessing." Interesting enough. Um, that's when he couldn't get it because God says, and it says in Hebrews, which is beyond us, God hated Esau. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and remember the word hate isn't I hate you personally. It's right. that it just I have such a, a, a adverse reaction mm-hmm. to your your manipulation, right? Because it's not a hard thing. And it's uh, the heart. It's yeah, the heart. Exactly. Uh, so when we talk about doing mm-hmm. what is right, uh, it's it starts with just a simple: Do you have a heart to do that? Mm-hmm. And the right is determined by God, not you. Right. Uh, and that means you got to be in the Word, abiding. That's why why we uh, talk about this so so much. That it's a it's a way of living, and it's not cramming the whole Bible down your throat. Uh, it's today: What instruction do I have? to understand what it means to walk with God. And he'll let me know. Uh, and it's not its not he expects you to be perfect and get everything correct. It's just follow me today. Where? In the steps that I have for you. If you do, and it said, uh, he just said, I have a heart to go. What did, what did it say? He prospered. Yeah. Uh, and the word Absolutely. there is, is I, I had blessing on every side of things. Mm-hmm. I had freedom. I had great relationships. I had great family. I had great celebration. Um, I loved what I did. He did get financially blessed, but it wasn't, that's not the single definition of prosperity. Right, absolutely. Uh, or that he had more. It doesn't mean I had great wealth. It just means um, I enjoyed life with God. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll pick this up again tomorrow. We have lots to talk here about uh, doing what's right. And uh, it starts with, as we're seeing, seeking God, have a heart to follow God, he will give me the instruction of what's right to draw me into what's right so that I can enjoy life so that he can deliver the covenant. And that's going to be, right. that's going to be something. By the way, we can walk away from it by doing what? I don't care. Yeah. I don't care what God wants. Well, then he says, okay, then I can't give you the covenant. Yeah. So it's kind and of, so kind much of, of that heart posture you're describing, I know we'll talk more about this, is, um, is really comes down to surrender and trust. It does, you know? yeah being willing to surrender um, to surrender our will to his, just yes. like Jesus did. That's right. And then to trust him to lead us into what is his best yep. and his purposes. Yep. All right. Well, we will uh, uh, pick this up again tomorrow. We've got lots, lots to talk on this whole Sounds section. Great. And this will be fun. We'll try to go slow through it, and um, uh, we'll look forward to it. And, again, if you got questions, send it to uh, questions at afjministry.com, questions at afjministry.com. Uh, and we'd love to have it, or you can put it on the YouTube uh, comment section, which we've gotten. Uh, we'd love to answer them. And, uh, and then, Kathy, we will uh, see you tomorrow. Sounds great. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments. And tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.